GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to Olympus and Mythic Greece with two amazing guests from Disney's Hercules. So without further ado, let's go the distance and bring them out. Our first guest is an actress, singer, and dancer whose body of work includes Spirited Away, Steven Universe, and the original Belle, the Broadway musical adaption of Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Today, she joins us to discuss the role of Meg. Please welcome Susan Egan. Hi, you guys. So great to be here. Thanks for joining. Oh, thanks for joining us here today. How are you? I'm so good. Oh, you've, you've got you've got your uh, your your Disney bookends there. Meg, Meg and Bell. I figured this was the corner to sit in today. Ah, very well. I, I I hope someday we can sit down and talk about your uh, your Beauty of the Beast because that is not only a fantastic show, not only set this too, but it, it set a magnificent precedent for the interpretations of, uh, of of cinematic stuff into musical form. And I'm a big Terrence Mann fan as well as yours. So yeah, and and I just I I really do love that production. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you, Patty. Oh, you're very welcome. And I'll say this right now, too. I am and remain a huge fan of Man of the Century. Oh, my gosh. So random. I love it. That was like all my college friends. We just, you know, shot a movie in New York, guerrilla style, just hopped out of cabs, shot scenes, hopped back in cabs. Totally I, 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 I absolutely adore that film. I think it's absolutely charming. I got a chance to see it on in a film festival uh, around the time it came on out. And to this day, I, it's a, I have a copy that I loan out to friends all the time. They always give it back to me a week later. So that was wonderful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Yay. Thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once again, thank you for joining us here today. My pleasure. <laughs> and next, he is an actor and director whose body of work includes The O.C., Argo, and Space Camp, a favorite of mine from the 80s. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of Hercules. Please welcome Tate Donovan. Hey, what's happening? Hey, how are you today, boss? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I am well in my corner of the world. So glad to have you here. And yeah, fa big fan of Space Camp. Uh, also, wow. great job on damages, both in front and behind the camera. Thank you. Thank great, you so much. Great show. Sharp acting, sharp direction. That that that's a, a favorite. Been a favorite of mine for quite a while. Yeah. Well, Glenn Close, man. She's and Rose Byrne. They're both yeah. amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what else is amazing? Disney's Hercules. And we are so glad to have you here to talk about it today. <laughs> Welcome to the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Uh, as always, uh, we're looking forward to the day when we can host you on our physical stages and get you back in front of your fans. In the meantime, we created this electronic forum during the interesting year and a half we've all had, and uh, and it's been working out a, a, a fantastic. We're going to continue this, actually, when conventions do come back, and our show in Raleigh is announced coming back, and maybe some more stuff on the horizon. But in the meantime, I would like to just start this off with, how did Hercules begin for each of you? Ooh. Do you want to take that, Tate, first? Well, you know, simple, just auditioning. I just auditioned yeah. a bunch of times, and I remember going into the waiting room and, like, all the most famous actors at the time were there. And, um, you know, it was sort of like Aladdin had sort of been a huge hit. It was the first time like, like stars wanted to do voices on animated features, yeah. you know? So I was like, I'm, I'm never going to get this. This is everybody in the world wants this role. And uh, I don't know, for some unknown reason, Ron and John, the directors, uh, picked me. I, I, thank, thank goodness. I remember one thing from the audition 
is that um, I, you know, I never auditioned for an animated feature before. So um, they were like, okay, well, anytime you're ready to go, uh, you know, just start. And I was like, okay, great, thanks. And then they went, uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Why, why are they praying or something like that? Uh -huh. I, I had no idea, but they were just wanting yeah. to hear me. And I was like, yeah, oh, I get it. They don't care what I look like. Yeah, I asked about that. And they actually have um, renderings of the characters uh, and they look down at the characters because there may be somebody whose voice they really like, but for whatever reason, it doesn't work coming out of that face, you know? So yeah. it's so disconcerting, isn't it, Tate? Like you walk <laughs> in a room and usually you audition and people actually look at you and all of a sudden they're not, and you know, it's awkward. <laughs> 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 Very much so. So, uh, a couple of callbacks. Uh, uh, when did when did you uh, for, did you do as do uh, table reads, or was it just thrown in the deep end of the recording booth? No, no table read. I never thought about that until you just said it. But every other project I've ever done in my life has had a table read. Can you imagine being in a room with Danny DeVito and James and like you know <laughs> that entire cast? That would have been such an amazing thing. Um, no, we just jumped right in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we barely, we always recorded alone. I remember one time we we got to uh, record together, Susan. Yep. Um, you know, we sort of like improv like the date uh, and, and, and did a couple of scenes together, but that was the only time I was ever in recording booth with anyone, you know, like- you, So I, you, I, never, I, you never recorded with Danny? No, never recorded with Danny. I met Danny, well, I met him one time, he was leaving the recording studio as I was going in. And um, he sort of stayed and like directed a couple of um, uh, scenes of mine, you know. Uh, it was kind oh, of, wow. Kind of hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, the rest of the cast I just met, you know, at the premiere. It was crazy. Oh, my gosh. That's so weird. I got to work with you and I got to work with Jim Woods, which was oh, intimidating. Nice. Like I had, yeah. you know, seen him in Salvador as the drug lord. I was expecting this really like serious and very scary person. And, He's like a stand-up. He's like Robin Williams. He's yeah. you know goofy and bouncing off a wall. So yeah, yeah. oh absolutely. And, and, and I I always ask this question because people either think it's all at once, it's all troop style, or it's all individually. I know sometimes yeah there are overlaps and stuff like that. So at least at least you guys got to do some time together. Um, but yeah, yeah, table reading would have been amazing because absolutely yourselves and your your castmates uh, there there is not a weak link in that. In, 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 Every every sound made from by, by a human being, including the great Frank Welker as Pegasus, is perfect for that film. <laughs> I, I would have been fangirling. I mean, there's just crazy cameos in that movie of just oh my yeah. god, yeah, yeah. Everybody was just so inspired. Uh, it really did it too. And James just just he, he took the roles, and I always thought that Rip really really took uh, Zeus in an incredible fashion too. And one thing that I think that a lot of people don't notice, and I noticed this as I got older, was just how much of a doting father Zeus is in that film. And I think it's very generous, as big, powerful energy as it is. And he doesn't have that football dad. Yeah, go on there, but he's very, ah, my Hercules and everything else. This great macho character, but a, a loving dad at the same time. And um yeah, I told it to a friend of mine when he had kids. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm seeing that now. So, and, yeah, and again, that iconic voice, that rip torn voice, but there was like a tenderness and a humor to it that mm -hmm. I think was so great. But it was amazing. Absolutely. So uh, you basically saw the gang, and did you see the 
the, when you finally saw the film, was it at the premiere or would you come in earlier for a screening or was it at the big, 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 big debut night? I remember seeing parts of it um, when we looped, you know, you sort of loop, which is sort of yeah. ironic, um, but uh, which means, you know, you sort of do like additional sounds or if this recording wasn't perfect, they sort of, you know, do it in there, you know, put put your little bit in there. But um, yeah, I pretty much I went to the premiere and, and, and just sat in the theater and watched it for the first time like everybody else. I remember we had a screening somewhere in L.A., Tate, and I went with my friend Chris and um, you were sitting right behind me with Eric Stoltz and I couldn't even watch the movie because Eric Stoltz was sitting behind me. I was sort of like, oh my God. Eric <laughs> I don't Stoltz. even remember seeing the film. I'm like, okay, you were amazing in Mask. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Stoltz, he's still giving me a hard time. I just, I just got an email from him. You know, he's always, he's always laying into me, that guy. <laughs> So, uh, what was your reaction to? Well, uh, Tate, your reaction is you're watching it. She was looking at uh, at the other guy. <laughs> so, say, yeah, so, so, see that that spectacle again because um, again, Ron and and that team gave that film a, a wonderful the the angular look to, you know, of the of the old Greek uh, carvings on the urns and stuff, and just. It's a Disney, it's arts, artistically, it's a Disney movie that had never been made before and probably will never be made again, although they certainly replicated it in the, in the, in the series. But uh, what, what was that when you finally saw, wow, this is what we've been doing for the past years? <laughs> well, we had seen some of the art, you know, they would show you before you do a scene, they, they go, okay, this is what Hercules is doing. And it was sort of like, we got to see some of the stuff, but to me, I was blown away by the music by, uh, you know, I mean, the gospel, the whole gospel chorus uh, thing just just rocked my mind. You know, I was just blown away by it because, uh, uh, I don't know, I just was just totally impressed. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was so much fun. It was really fun. It was a cool film because um, the art direction was by Gerald Scarf, who, like, you know, I grew up the youngest of many and was dragged to many a rock concert. And he had um, animated Pink Floyd's The Wall, kind of how I grew up. And so that was a huge departure for Disney to go with that kind of very different line ink drawing style. Yeah. Um, it was pretty forward thinking, actually. And, and a it lot was. about that movie. I've seen it just recently after not having seen it in a long time. And it works like it, you know. It's a. Uh, it, it was a little ahead of its time, I think. I yeah yeah I I I I think so. I think yeah I think people were expecting oh th this style and it broke away, but I think it certainly has found its audience since then and continues to find new audiences as new generations discover it. So absolutely on that. What uh, what's been the best memory you've taken from being a part of Hercules? Mm. Hmm. Every yeah. once in a while I'll encounter, and it's always a kid who like just hears me speak normally. Um, but other roles I've played, I don't tend to speak with my normal voice for whatever reason on stage, I have a higher pitched voice. But, uh, but in Hercules, it's sort of like where I live and my sarcasm is front and center in my life. And, uh, and I've had children say, are you the voice of Meg in Hercules? Which always blows my mind because I mean, why would they know? And and uh, they have such good ears. So I think that's that's something. Also, I really love that Meg was sort of um, 
she's not a heroine. She's not a villain. She's somewhere in between. She's the yeah. only Disney heroine to start on the dark side and go to the good side. She's not a princess. She's not. And, uh, you know, she had a string of bad boyfriends. She was kind of, you know, before the hashtag me too, like in that situation. And I don't know, I really dig her. She's, I wish I could come up with the one-liners that she does just naturally. <laughs> she, she's very much, she has a, a very first character arc of a female character in, in, in a Disney film, certainly. Someone to, to, to go from all that. So, and come out through the other side. Yeah. So, so definitely. So Tate, what's, uh. Well, you know, I, I sort of remember uh, just working with um, Disney for the first time, you know, a lot was was mind blowing to me because in, in show business, you know, everyone's sort of just starting their job. You know, like, I don't know, like working with Ron and John, they've been doing their job uh, for decades and they've been working for the same company. The animators have been working for the same company for decades. And people were just really expert and calmly brilliant at their jobs. And I was sort of like, wow, I'm working with like craftsmen and people who are just profoundly relaxed and confident and, but, but um, deservedly so through their, you know, decades of experience. And I had never, you know, usually you work on a television show or a movie, it's a first time director and he's just, you know, written a script and yeah. everyone's pretty insecure <laughs> and it's exciting and fun and wonderful. But this had a, just like a wealth of talent for just years and years and years. And, uh, you know, it was really, I, I felt like I was working with like the A-team, you know, I was like, whoa, this is, this is pretty big. I remember once- like, like no ego either. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. They're so secure and confident and calm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just a very creative, inspiring place to, to be. Yeah, it definitely it comes does. from John and Ron. Yeah. So, I mean, th those guys are so nice. They're like the nicest people you've ever met. Everyone involved uh, at Disney for, uh, with, uh, during that experience was just like the nicest people, but genuinely nice, you know, not like, you know, Hollywood nice. <laughs> <laughs> say no more, sir. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for indulging my questions. Uh, we're good to go on our audience questions, so I'll invite our first one to uh, come on up. And this is going to be from Matthew, who wants to know, if you had the strength of Hercules for a day, how would you use it? Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, how would I use it? Um, I have got 20,000 weeds in my garden that I that are driving me nuts right now. Um, but, okay, I should try to come up with a better answer than that. Um, I don't know. Let's see. What what can I do that would um, you know? I don't have something to do with uh, uh, collecting all of the plastics and garbage in the ocean and uh, collecting them and gathering them up and I don't know recycling them or sending them up into space and having them never come on so our oceans and our uh, our sea life can live. Um, uh, my uh, trash-free life. Yeah, that's that raises an interesting question. If Hercules existed today, what would be the new twelve labors in the twenty-first century? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So cleaning the Augean stables would be like, oh, can you get all the plastic out of that 
that that spot in the Pacific that it's all collected. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely would not be slaying the Nemean lion. You know what I mean? He's an endangered no. species. And, yeah. Uh, I don't think you should be wearing any pelts at this yeah, point. I think he would be helping get rid of the poachers, right? I mean, he. Yes. Know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If he's saving the Nemean lion. That's exactly right. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Susan, if you had the strength of Hercules for a day, what would you do? Well, now, like, Tate had such a noble answer. And I feel like <laughs> now start, I'm start, like, start, was, it I'm was it the reading? So that, like, the light comes through the window in a slightly better way. Maybe I finally get my piano in the area of the room that I want it without hiring piano movers. Like, you know. I've got a big honeydew list. I just want her to come over. I don't really want to do it myself and just, mm -hmm. you know, that clean behind I'll the talk, bridge. I'll talk no. to your husband about it. About yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair. Matthew, thank you. Fun question to start us off with. What do we have next? From Eric. Do you agree that Hercules has been overshadowed by other Disney animated movies? Has it? <laughs> I don't. I kind of used to like people say that a lot. Like, oh, it's it's uh, underrated or whatever. And I actually have found that so many people say that that it must not be underrated because they're all saying the same thing and they seem to True. like it. Um, I feel like there's an appreciation for it because it works on so many different levels and and sort of everybody who was seven to thirteen at that time is now like you know twenty nine to thirty five and and connect to it. So there's almost like this resurgence of Hercules popularity right now um, that I that I dig. And I honestly feel like the people who see it again now, it works so beautifully. The humor, um, the jokes, which were very timely at the time, still get the same laughs. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of with you, Tate. I don't know that it's it's been overshadowed. I, I don't know. I love I love that it's sort of a sleeper hit. I mean, I guess it's not Lion King. I guess it's not or Frozen. Yeah. I it could still be. Maybe we'll do Hercules at the Hollywood Bowl, Tate. Maybe we will. <laughs> I, I, I get Roger Bart. I, 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 I worked for, I worked, I worked for, for Disney as an actor for several years. I have a lot of friends in Imagineering and they, they've always said, they talk about Hercules where it's like, films were, were made for general audiences, but there was always a sub audience that they're always being targeted too and and hercules it was really going for it was really going we hadn't they hadn't made anything for boys at the time for a, a young protagonist and the disney princess thing had kind of become a, a proto meme and they did they just wanted to shake the formula up for a little bit and um i know it is revered among animators certainly again for the artistic style and and everything else and so is it is it overshadowed no it's just it it has it has its audience and everything everybody's in its own lanes that's so yeah. Yeah, it I is in its own it. category. Yeah, it doesn't fall into into some of the main stay categories at Disney, that's for sure. So it's cool to be a part of it. <laughs> We're yeah, rebels, so. man. We're rebels. We right. are. <laughs> <laughs> rebels, daddy. Yes, I see. Eric, thank you. Great question. What do we have next? Here's gonna be one from Rebecca. Hmm. Do you prefer voice acting over live action? Go for it, Tate. Uh, you know, I, um, I'll take it any way I can get it. You know what I mean? Um, 
there's a fantastic, unique um, set of challenges uh, to acting with your voice. And, um, you know, it's liberating in some ways and kind of difficult technically in others. And then, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I sort of love them and feel challenged by both of them. So, yeah, I don't prefer one or the other. Sorry. Not a great answer. No, I, 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 <laughs> acting is acting. And, and yeah. some people on the outside tend to differentiate between the two, but it's kind of the same. Yeah. Just that you can wear, you can wear your pajamas if you want to for one. That is a great part of it. No lip gloss <laughs> necessary. Just jeans and yeah. a t-shirt go in the room. And also I think in voice acting, you get to be things that you wouldn't be cast in um, mm. ordinarily. True. So, you know. That, that is an advantage. So Rebecca, thank you. And what's next? From Jess. Ooh, what's the dream role? Hmm, jeez. Uh, once again, I'll take whatever you got. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I just get asked that quite a bit, and I always can never answer it. Um, you know, it, it's always comes down to the writing, and it's not like um, you know, uh, if you're if you're part of something that's really well written, I'll, I'll play anything. You know, it's sort of like uh, you know. Uh, let me transpose it like this: like, as as a director, then is there a, a dream project that you you'd love to tackle someday, if given permission and resources? Mm, gosh, well, you know, I was sort of raised um, uh, just being completely enamored by Star Wars, so to be involved in that Star Wars world would be a dream come true for sure. I guess, and, and that goes for acting too. To be involved, just to have a you know a walk on on. Uh, in the Star Wars movie, I think would blow my mind. I'd love it. Fair, absolutely fair. So, uh, Susan, how about you, Susan? Yeah, I'm gonna second that. I'm a I'm a major sci-fi fanatic. I love Star Wars. Um, I want to be Ray, um, but that is um, You could be Ray's mom. I would totally be Ray's not, mom. Not really. Way really. in a heartbeat. I would love that. <laughs> She's amazing. She's the best. Um, no, I would, I would completely, that would be incredible. As far as voice acting, I would play the tiniest of tiniest roles in anything Pixar. I think the writing at Pixar is so marvelous. They, uh, they just hone things down and script comes first there, um, before concept, before anything, like it's, it's the script and the writing is, uh, you know, top notch. And I just, I think they're brilliant. I would love to be. I have some Pixar animator friends and I'm just like, I'll just be like a test voice for you guys. Like just to get things going. Like, <laughs> yeah, big fan. I'll, I'll do scratch tracks. How does she still be just Exactly right. Yeah, I'll do the demo. <laughs> I've done, I've done, I recently did a scratch track for a friend of mine. And let me tell you something, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to be a scratch track because when they don't use you, you're just like, Oh. And they don't ever tell you whether, you know, it was good or helpful or not. It just sort of like, it just goes off into the ear. So, you know, be careful. You, should, you, you deserve better, Susan. You deserve to be the lead <laughs> in the Pixar movie. I'm going to hold out. Okay. Yeah, hold out. Don't be a scratch track. Kate Donovan told me to. <laughs> uh, Jess, thank you. Great question. What's next? Here's one from Alexandra. If Disney were to make a live action movie, who would you cast to play your individual character? Oh, who would I want to play my character? Okay, well, this is hard because um, 
You because I tweeted one thing and it went viral, which is a good thing. And I wouldn't not want her to, to do it. But I really want Zendaya to play Meg. That's who I really, really want. Mm. But then here's what I also really want. And Tate, we got to broker this. I want to do a cameo. And I want to be one of the the three, like, you know, what happened to my scissors? Like, I want to be that woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just want that one. Oh. Like, scissors, which I just, yeah, every time that like goes, it makes me yeah, laugh. Uh, uh, so can we just do a cameo, please? If you're going to do a cameo, Tate, in the live action of Hercules, who are you going to play? That's what I want to mm. know. I'd probably be like the town idiot who like, you know, says something about Jercules or something like that, you know? <laughs> nice. um, I'm not too sure, you know? I would love to play Zoom that would be awesome. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old yeah. enough. I'm old enough. <laughs> With the beard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just shaved my beard. Damn it all. I should have. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Alexandra, thank you. It was a wonderful one. What do we have next? Here's one from Ginger. Ooh, if you could pick any other Disney character to play, who would it be? And remember, Disney characters now include Marvel and Star Wars. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to give you a little more latitude well star wars you know um god there's so many great characters in star wars i mean you know uh you know i sort of started out when i was uh what uh 11 when star wars came out you know i just wanted to be luke skywalker i mean my god it, what boy didn't want to be Luke Skywalker. And then I got older. I want to be like Harrison Ford, you know, who gets the girl at the end. And um, uh, now I'll, I would like to be the evil emperor. Emperor, you know, that they, yeah. Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, we literally just had Ian McDermott here yesterday. For, for no this. way. Oh yeah, my we, God, we that's did. awesome. He would. He, well, if he's not feeling well, I could, I could just come in and, you know, <laughs> All right, the the emperor. I can I can see that. I can very much see that. So, uh, Susan, would you? I think you? um I do like the evil thing. Like if they're gonna do a live action of maybe Tangled, I definitely want to be Mother Gothel. I want to be Ooh. you know mean and terrible. It's so fun. I played a lot of really good girls, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's time. And Gothel is, is, yeah. And the way she's always so ingratiating, too. I know. I yeah. love you most. <laughs> mm, absolutely. So, God, great. Ginger, great question. Thank you. Uh, what's next? Here's one from Adrienne. Ooh, what is, what is your favorite book? Huh, that's a great question. So um, you know, I used to always think that uh, The Great Gatsby was my favorite book. Uh, I read it when I was a senior in high school, and it just changed my life and introduced me to literature and I got really into reading and I've, I've been an avid reader ever since. And I recently reread uh, The Great Gatsby after, you know, 30 years. And I was like, it's not so great. <laughs> it's, it's not as profound as I thought it was, or at least uh, when I was a 17 year old boy. Well, that's, um, that's your opinion, old sport. <laughs> no, I mean, it's brilliant. It's brilliantly written, but um, it just, it, it wasn't life changing for me. You know, like I was like, huh, that's interesting. I guess uh, um, there's, God, uh, I read a book last year. It's been out for a long time called Sapiens. That's an extraordinary book. Hmm. Um, it's about the history of, of uh, 
uh, humans on the planet. And it's, it, it is a, it's a mind blowing, brilliant, brilliant book. I'd check it out. Okay. Oh, right. I'm definitely gonna look at that. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's always, it's always the right book at the right time. Right. I mean, Gatsby was the right book for you at 17. Yeah. Um, so different things for me. I love Mist of Avalon when I was in my early twenties, which is mm. um, the King Arthur story told from the point of view of the women, yes. which I loved. Um, uh, well, and I guess this is not far from that. I just read Cersei, which is great. Have you read um, Achilles yet? It's like modern rewritten Greek mythology. Here we go. Oh, so topical. Mm. Um, that was pretty great. <laughs> So that was sort of like everything, like Odysseus and Ulysses and all of that told from a different point of view, which I always oh. really dig. I'm so impressed by the writers. First of all, the writing is poetic. It's it's incredible. But, um, oh, also Exit West. Have you read Exit West? It really is actual poetry in novella form um, from an untold Middle Eastern country to people escaping. And it's, it's beautiful. It's small. I just read that. But... I love the people who sort of take something and turn it on its side. It takes so much research and then so much imagination and then paired with beautiful language. It's the trifecta. So voracious reader. Oh, very nice. Great recommendations. Thank you. I'm gonna check out Sapiens. Yeah, Adrienne, thank you. Hey, let's do another one. Here's one from Moria. Ah, did you get to, uh, I will say, I assume this means improv any of your lines. I'm not gonna say, did you improve the lines? <laughs> certainly no james james woods infamously he, he he got he got to go off so did you guys uh change it up a little we did didn't we uh, on the that that date we sort of improv a bunch of yes. stuff and so i was so our, sad because um there was a line that we improv that they didn't end up using that i'm like come on you used like hair wedgie like that was way over the line <laughs> You didn't use this one. And it was when we were entering the garden, Tate, and we were talking about the day we had just had. And we had just seen um, the play. Oh, yeah. We had seen a play. Right. We had like, seen. Oh, uh, it was um, it was um, uh, uh, Oedipus, wasn't it? It was Oedipus. Yeah. yeah and you were yeah, like, yeah. oh, in that play, Oedipus. Wow. And I go, yeah, talk about a boy who loves his mother. And like they didn't keep it, and like the kids would never have known how much the boy loved his mother, but the parents might have, and they didn't keep it. I was sad. Yeah. The rule was we had to record the script with no overlap, meaning I would say a line, Tate. There would be a space. Tate would say a line in case they needed to edit. And once they got it, then we could do the scene again with overlap, speaking over each other. But then after we got that, they would let us just improvise the scene, knowing what the scene had to accomplish. And so I was pretty cool with them, actually. Yeah, yeah. I felt as though um, like there were a couple of reactions or quick little lines or laughs or giggles that, that they kept from that, let the mic go and, and we can overlap and stuff like Definitely. that. Definitely. Yeah, and my actors are always... Oh, go ahead. No, go for it, go for it. No, it's just that, you know, when you're just starting out as an actor, it, that's one of the most frustrating things is you have to, you can't overlap, you have to sit and wait and then say your line and it just feels so uncomfortable. So whenever an actor can just sort of like talk over each other, like we're doing in this Zoom right now, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, 
it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You just feel yeah, sick. because that's the way we are in life, right? It's the yeah. most natural feeling. It is really unnatural to sort of wait and then say and then react. And then Jim Woods, like God, he he wouldn't yeah. stop improvising, <laughs> you know. And the one line that they ended up keeping was. Um, I was in the booth with him and I'm looking at John and Ron and Alice Dewey, our producer, you know, and I can't hear them. I'm just watching them. And Jim's like, Meg, Meg, my little peg, my little nutmeg, my little. And, and I'm like, I, and I know I have to get a line in, but I can't get a line in. And I'm looking at them and they're like, yeah, we don't know. Like, good luck with that. And, and, um, and finally I did say, you know, are you finished your oneness? And they laughed and they kept it. And I was glad it was like, yay, because I mean, it was hard to get a word in edgewise, but also he's so brilliant. You kind of don't want to mess up what's happening right there either. I mean, I mean, he's also, you know, Hades. So there's that. That too. Ah, <laughs> uh, Moria, thank you. Wonderful question. Ah, what's next? Here's one from Aaron. Ooh, what superhero would your character most like to hang out with? Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Hercules um, would like to hang out with, uh, I don't know, I sort of like think of uh, Superman as being a, uh, like a role model for, <laughs> for Hercules. Um, but maybe he'd want to go for something different, you know, somebody more interesting. Um, uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a good, let me think. Meg, do, do you have any? Uh... Um, I think Black Widow as played by oh. Scarlett Johansson. Mm, that's pretty I good. mean, yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> also, maybe that. Trinity in the Matrix. Yeah, she's not really a superhero, but like she's the bomb. <clears throat> no, she qualifies. Does she? Matrix, yeah. Matrix qualifies. She's got the outfit. <laughs> very true. Very true. Ah, Tate, way the end. Uh, uh, Marvel Comics has a version of Hercules who's actually uh, 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 bros with Thor. So oh, really? Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. mm -hmm. so that, similar that's, kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. They're both sons of the bosses, and they commensurate, and they tussle, and they fight, and they feud, and they hang out, et cetera, et cetera. So, I could, I could Fraternity see Trinity Brothers kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could, I could <laughs> easily see your Hercules hanging out with the Marvel Cinematic Hercules. So that's a possibility. Aaron, wonderful question. Thank you. And here's one from Brian. <clears throat> uh, aside from Hercules, uh, what is your favorite Disney film? That's a good one. It's hard because Disney owns everything now. So there's just too many to choose from. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I love Marvel and I love Iron Man. And I love, I love all of that. But if it's classic Disney... I think it has to be Mary Poppins. Oh, I'd go with Aladdin for sure. I, Robin Williams in Aladdin is just crazy good. I mean, he's just so much fun. Yeah, that yeah. was a fine, good one. fine choices. Thank you, Brian. That was a good one. What we have next? And from uh, Elia. I hope I pronounced that right. What's your number one remedy for a sore throat? That's, you want to take a tape? Uh, I don't know. I would uh, get some rest and uh, hot water and gargle with hot water and uh, salt, right? That's a good one. That's a good Perfect. one. I do Perfect. hot water and honey. No yeah. tea. 
because teas can actually kind of, um, it depends on the kind of tea, but yeah. so many of the teas are actually irritants. So yeah, just honey and hot water. Mm -hmm. I hope <laughs> you're feeling better, Ella. Uh, what is it? Elia? Elia, yeah. Yeah, feel better. Yeah, that's indeed so. Thank you, that. Feel better soon. Come back and see us. What is next? From Diane, do you do anything to get warmed up or pumped up before doing a scene, either uh, either in, in live action or in animation? Well, definitely during Hercules, I was jumping all over the recording studio because I was always like, you know, pretending I was being thrown in a river. <laughs> you know, like, so I had to be out of breath for most of the performance. So I was just running around doing push-ups, doing all sorts of crazy stuff to get that kind of feeling. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you do feel kind of like an idiot in these studios because oh, yeah, yeah, totally. you do because the physicality can be heard in your voice. So you're you are doing crazy things alone in this booth to kind of get that that thing happening. Um, and, and you get over the embarrassment of that like right away because you have to, like, what are you gonna do? They're like, could you do this scene again? But this time with a fish coming out of your shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, of course I can. Like, cause the answer is always yes, right? As an actor, yes, I can do that. Uh, in in revisiting the characters for uh, video games, Kingdom's Hearts, did you guys have oh. to go uh, do efforts and stuff like that? Did you have to do some odd stuff that you didn't expect? Oh yeah, what was it like for you like 20 years later to do Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was very interesting. Um, uh, it, it sort of comes back pretty quickly, but you know, Kingdom Hearts is a video game. It's a very, very interesting uh, recording technical thing. It has to yeah. be, your voice has to be in a certain box of sound. And um, uh, it, it, it's completely technical and you just do it. it it's not uh, sort of, um, uh, it's pretty tough. It's pretty, uh, you it's don't feel like a, a great actor after it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it can be a taxi experience to say the least. And uh, Diane, thank you. Great question. What do we have next? Here's one from Rick. Hmm. If you weren't in entertainment, what profession do you think you would be in? Hmm. Well, my dad was a doctor, so I always admired um, uh, doctors and people who were in the healing. Uh, my wife is a nurse, so I really admire people who dedicate their lives to helping people heal. I'm not smart enough to have been a doctor, but um, I can play them. On <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, I'm not an actor, but I've been pretending to be one for a long time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really into sustainability. I I definitely would have gone into sciences and, and research. Um, I loved sort of where Eastern and Western medicine met um, 20 years ago. That's where I would have gone in. But now I'm I'm much more into um, our food sources and creating uh, sustainable farming techniques and things. This is so boring. People are like, oh, <laughs> no, no, no. trust right. me. There. I really love it. That's what I really love to do. It's part of why we moved and, and what we're doing here. And so sustainability. That's awesome. 
that yeah. that is extremely commendable especially as we march further in the 21st century and things art is art is as uh, utopian as we were promised when we were all kids in don't even words, get me started on topsoil okay so that would be a <laughs> <laughs> okay. well i still want to know when do i get my damn jetpack that's what i know and <laughs> i know where's the moving sidewalks although i guess we have those in atlanta airport yeah sure and you still can't get your connection in time. Rick, thank you. Great question. What do we have next? Here's one from Pam. Who or where do you draw inspiration for your portrayal of characters? Uh, well, for me, it's um, I, it, it just comes from the script and sort of certain ideas. But usually it's people I know or I loved or my grandfather or my brother or, um, uh, or sometimes it's just, a, you know, what, what comes from the script, it sort of bubbles up. You, you have no control over it and um, you just sort of run with it and then you, you bounce it off the director and the other actors and see if it works. If it doesn't, then you sort of adjust. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, every part is totally different. You know, it's kind of shocking. I've been acting for like 35 years or something like that and maybe longer and um, I'm shocked at how every time I do it, I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm like, wow, I don't know how to do this. How am I going to do this? And, you know, you, you, you sort of figure it out. How about you, Susan? Yeah. I mean, I think it ha it's hard because we sort of become actors to not be ourselves. And the irony is you only have yourself to draw from. If you want that performance to have any sort of authenticity, you are going to look at you know, putting yourself in that character's situation, trying to accomplish in that scene what needs to be happening. In the in the case of of Meg, she was written to be like Barbara Stanwyck in The Lady Eve, um, Lauren Bacall, Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, and I happen to be a diehard fan of those movies. So there was sort of a technical element that was a lot of fun because the script was written as a 1930s screwball comedy. Um, so it. So with something like Meg, it was a little different where, yes, I am sort of jaded and sarcastic naturally. So that was easy. But mm. uh, but there was a cadence to the line reads that was very stylized. You know, you think about Lauren Bacall, you know, if you need me, just whistle. You know how to whistle, don't you? You pucker up your lips and below. Like there was a, a sing-songy <clears throat> cadence to the acting style back then yeah. that Meg just had. So sometimes there's technical elements like that. Sometimes you're playing a character that is historic and you can get to do a little bit of research, um, but it's always coming from you, right? That's what that's what makes yeah. your performance unique and your performance authentic. Very much so. Pam, that was a wonderful question. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of Disney's Hercules. Uh, take Susan, this has been an absolute delight. Any final words for our audience before we go? Thank you Just, so much for coming. Thank you for liking the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's so great. It's so great all these years later to to meet people and, and talk about Hercules because it was a fantastic experience for everybody. As it was a fantastic experience to enjoy and to continue to enjoy, as was this. Once again, thank you both for joining us on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us and thank you for all those great questions. Hope to see you all again soon. Until then, bye-bye everyone. Take care and please don't forget, you too can go the distance.